This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I am doing just fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. That's very good news. I like to hear that. (laughs) We're very excited to be here talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio. If you have any questions about mortgages, residential, commercial, real estate, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. I got a few people called me this week, too, with some interesting questions. So anyway, we're here every week to answer your question, keep you informed. We are the show in Philadelphia to let you know about how great this real estate market is because the media is not talking about it. You're and never you going to hear it from them. I know. I'm telling you, it's brutal because it's all good news. Listen, and you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsinrealestate.com and at WPHD's website. What's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have the business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? 2021 mortgage predictions. All right. I'm curious. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> well, we're getting close to 22. <laughs> I know, but we'll, we'll filter in. It's how the year is going to end and how the new year is going to start. All right. Fine. We also have our questions uh, first question is, can a real estate agent pay advertising fee for from commissions earned? The next question is, that is interesting. Uh, what shall I do if a bank wants to cancel the contract after I've waited for closing for a half a year? Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like something happened. Yeah. The next question is, how do you get out of a contract of purchasing a home? Run. Run away. <laughs> Next question is, when is title work to be ordered in the real estate purchasing process? That's a good one. In today's market, immediately. Mark, we also have our topic of the day, buyer's mistakes in today's market. Yes. That should be interesting. It will be. (laughs) But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And the motivational quote is, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And that's what leaders do. I like it. They don't tell people what to do. They just show them the way and give them a little push. I like it. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So the aftermath of COVID-19 crisis, plus the solid housing demographics, has created a genuine problem with housing inventory. Record low inventory has resulted in a hectic housing market, with forced bidding becoming typical rather than the exception. One of the biggest concerns for the U.S. market from 2020 to 2024 is that this price growth could push prices higher than we have seen in the previous decade. In February of 2020, housing demand started to pick up when everybody else thought it was going to slow down. That's why we were behind on the building and the appliances and the cost of lumber. And it didn't. It took off. More houses were sold in 2020 than were sold in 2019. And this was a real breakout in demand due to the improved demographics for home buyer. But because we received this data so late in March, it was too late. No one seemed to notice that the, that real estate was booming. And then the social and fear-driven shutdowns caused the freeze in purchasing activities. Still, after a few weeks, the housing market trumped all the COVID fears, and the housing had an epic V-shaped recovery in purchase applications and the rest is history because i remember even with the school on march 16th we were told you can't be open tomorrow and so we closed and l and i showed up in front of the school to make sure we weren't there i couldn't believe it (laughs) (laughs) but they did always looking out for my best interest of course they are (laughs) however this house this housing market this hot housing market it's not accompanied by a credit boom because of the actual number of sales is up slightly. The raw shortage of homes on the market is why these buyers are facing multiple bid situations for any home. And this downtrend in inventory started in, all the way back in 2014. We've been talking about a seller's market for years. For years is right, yep. And not even a 5% rates budged the data too much higher. Well, and you kept wanting the rates to go to 5.5%. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And I figured, you know, it would spur activity. But that never happened either. So, but all in all, still it is the best time to buy ever. And it is the best time ever to sell. You're going to get top dollar. So stop listening to the doom and gloom. If you're going to make a move, make it, because you are not going to see rates like this again. And what are the rates? You know, speaking of rates and the best time ever, Mark, it's never been the best time to refinance. It's still not too late. If you have Uh, high debt on credit cards with high interest, maybe you've been thinking about doing some home remodeling, or maybe you just want to lower your monthly rate. This this is the time to do it. Your 30-year conventional 2.875 your 15 is 2.35 your fha loan is 2.875 i mean they're great rates these are phenomenal rates and again if you're looking at an interest rate of 3.25 percent 
you got to give me a call. We'll do a total cost analysis for you, show you what your monthly savings are, and make sure it's a win-win. 609-605-7153. I told a couple more people, I said, if you know anybody that's over 3.5%, tell them to call Deanne because you can really cash in here. All right, so there are great rates, Philadelphia, and uh, from the Poconos to the shore. If you heard that, you should refi. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. So where are we at the end? Mark, we are up to your funny story. And I got one for you. So this volunteer, this is called the Volunteer Fire Department. So this far fire started on some grassland near a farm in Indiana. And the fire department from the nearby town was called to put the fire out. And the fire proved to be a little more than the small town fire department could handle. So someone suggested that the rural fire, volunteer fire department be called. Though there was some doubt that they would be of any assistance, the call was made. The volunteer fire department arrived in this dilapidated old fire truck. They drove straight towards the fire and stopped right in the middle of the flames. The volunteer firemen all jumped off the truck frantically, started spraying water in all directions. Soon they snuffed out the the center of the fire, breaking the blaze into two easily controllable parts. The farmer was so impressed with the volunteer fire department and so grateful that his farm had been spared that he presented the volunteer fire department with a check for $1,000. And a local news reporter asked the fire volunteer fire department captain, he goes, what do you plan to do with the funds? And he goes, well, that should be obvious. The first thing we're going to do is get the brakes fixed on that stupid fire truck. That's great. I like it. I like it. That was an all right one. It was. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And she's going to talk about the 2021 mortgage predictions. Well, so it's so yeah, tell me about it. I know. We know what the predictions were for 2021. It, it's kind of more leading into, you know, 2022 since we're already heading into the fourth quarter. But basically, Fannie Mae is predicting that your 30-year rates are still going to stay between 2.8 and 2.9 through 2022, which is amazing because that's that's going to do everything possible to keep the housing market where it is because if the cost of these homes continue to increase and the rates continue to stay where they are now it's going to have it's going to average out so instead of being at four and a half with a house that's forty thousand dollars less it's basically going to be the same payment and people people are understanding that the other i would say i was talking to a gentleman um at the gym the other day, we work out together, and he's he's a highfalutin realtor in my area, and he was highfalutin. He, he's highfalutin. I heard that he's, one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around for a long time, and he has a very big team 
um, and does a ton of business. So if you're looking to list your house in my neighborhood or the next one over, he's the guy that everybody goes to. But he was saying that 30% of the buyers decided to pull out and sit on the fence right now. So they're frustrated with the market. They're tired of going to open houses where there's, you know, 20, 30 people outside waiting to get in. And they're also tired of doing the multiple bidding war that happens on these properties. I will tell you within the last 10 days, that has dramatically changed. And what I mean by that is people, remember how I keep saying I have all these buyers that are pre-approved? Right. They're still out shopping. And they're still out shopping because we're staying in touch with them. We're staying in touch with the realtors and we're letting them know about the market. Don't give up. Now is the time to not only sell, but now is the time to buy. We had a record-breaking amount of contracts come in over the weekend because of us staying in front of our buyers and, and literally going through all the information, keeping them positive, telling them it's not all doom and gloom, calling the listing agent, telling them how strong they are. And these these bids, that these offers that were won were not twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 over. There was two of them that were at offer price. There was one of them that literally had a 3% seller concession. Wow. So the market is changing. Are there people that decided to not stay in that 30%? That 30% is what helped these buyers get their offer won because there's not... 20 people lined up at the front door to go to these open houses. I was actually looking at different zip codes and townships for active inventory. Right. And I looked at your township. Yours comes up as a township in Barrow, but there was 53 actives. 53 actives. That's not a lot out of all those houses. That is correct. That is correct. that's a little better than it was. But Philly was still at 3,000, which 3,054, yeah. I think, when I looked at it today. Well, they. 676,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're also forecasting for a 4.1 trillion in mortgage originations this year. Yeah. And that's going to be up from 4.08 trillion in October. So that's what they're that's predicting. Ridiculous. For 2021, and the latest projections call for 2.7 trillion in volume, and that's up from 2.62 trillion that they last predicted. Yeah, all this is like uh, they haven't even written this bill yet, but they're talking about actually giving grants for down payments. No specifics, though, I ha- that I have read, but this this so, bill is going to be back and forth. And multiple, it's going to be ugly, Mark. Times. I yeah. think it's going Plus, to be ugly. First of all, it's too big. It's, you can't include everything in, in one bill. You know, it's just ridiculous. I worked in government. Um, I worked at, I worked in city council with only 17 people. And I, out of the 17, I, I probably one or two actually read the whole budget. You know? So you know these congressmen are not reading 2,800 pages of, uh, of a piece of legislation. Look. I for, I, I'm not for these grants. Now, the county grants that are given, like in Philadelphia, you have Montgomery, you have Bucks County, you have Chester, you have Delaware County grants that are given to people that are first-time homebuyers. They have to apply for the grant. They have to get approved. 
The right. county grants I like, but these grants that just like we had that Philly first grant. I had people waiting to go to the table and the funds were not there. Yeah, you get government involved, you get red tape. It's, anything that anything that comes from government has red tape attached to it. Yeah, so I mean the county grants I like. The county grants are there. You can always count on them. You're dealing with people that understand what's going on, how important it is. You know, all these other fluffy grants that don't have to be repaid back and, you know, you have to stay in the house for five to seven years and then it's a wash. They're going to run out of money and people are under contract and the money's not there. And what happens? They don't get to close. Imagine, Imagine now you're dealing with the federal government on a grant. And yeah. you know, uh, you know how efficient that's going to be. You ever call uh, Social Security or one of them com- divisions, and <laughs> you can't get through. Actually, it. I talked to somebody at Social Security because about another some issue, and the guy recognized my voice. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he recognized my voice. He goes, "You know, your voice sounds familiar." He goes, you sound like Big Daddy Graham. Did you know oh that? Oh, my like, God. I remember I you like, telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was real nice to me because uh, he goes, well, you got a few minutes? I can, I'll, I'll take care of that right now for you. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, again, I mean, the rates are still great. You know, if there's any questions, I mean, we, we say this all the time, Mark. We are here to help. We're here to educate and to make sure that everyone, that our audience understands exactly what's going on. And that's why we do this every Saturday at 1 o'clock, to make sure that the audience is And that's why we named it Good News in Real Estate back in 2000, was it 8? Yep. 12 years ago? Is that the math correct there? (laughs) Something like that. But anyway, again, we're here to answer questions, 609-605-7153. You can go to my website, mortgagemom.net. There's also going to be a live chat on there, so somebody will be able to answer any questions that you have all the time. All right, very good. That was a good topic. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our answer and question segment. All right, well, questions and answers? (laughs) Yeah, it's questions and answers. Oh, you said answers and questions. Probably. (laughs) That's Jeopardy. (laughs) All right, what's the first one? Uh, can a real estate agent pay advertising fee from commissions earned? Yeah. I mean, whatever money they make, it's their money. Yeah. In fact, they'd be stupid not to do it because they're going to need some tax write They're going to need a write-off, right? So, you know, you, they should advertise on our radio show. Any Anybody out there, any business, restaurant, home inspector, uh, roofer, builder... You call us. We have a great deal. You can advertise on our show, plus get advertisements during the week on 1210. A deal you cannot beat. But to answer the question, yes, they can spend their money any way they want. Any way they want. And most of them spend it on stupid stuff like postcards and calendars, which I don't look at or read. You know, they're good for starting fires at the lake, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) So what's the next one? The next question is, 
What shall I do if a bank wants to cancel the contract after I've waited for closing for a half a year? Wow. So what so is that? Is that a contract with a short sale? Is that their loan yeah, application? What is that? I don't know. This is, what are you, that's got to be some kind of short sale deal. and Or this could be, I was involved one time in a commercial deal in a gas station. And this my buyer happened to run into this guy at some bank I won't name. And they said, yeah, we do gas stations. And the next thing I know... This thing's dragging on and on and it on. Did drag and, on. <laughs> and they kept asking for stuff and asking for stuff. And then finally, I, you know, I got them to confess. And apparently the, their board got together. And gas stations, not all banks want to do gas stations because there's liability. And they said they don't want to do the loan. But he didn't have the guts to tell me. Like, tell just no is all right. I wrote a song called No Is All Right. Just tell me no. We can still be friends. No is all right. So he drugged me out for months, and then I went to another bank that I knew of, and we got the deal done. But they couldn't do the deal, and either in this case, it's either a short sale or something like that, and it's just they're stringing them along, and sometimes they string them along because they don't want to tell them no. And that's, I hate that. Procrastination is the thief of time. That's right. And you would just waste, that guy wasted about four months of our time on that gas station deal. And we went to somebody else and we knocked it out. Yep. Because they were glad to have the business. And they knew the risk with gas stations. And we didn't have no problems. What's the next one? The next question is, how do you get out of a contract for purchasing a house? You can go buy a car, you can go buy some furniture and get denied. Ruined your credit. <laughs> or you can put a hat or or you have a home inspection. Like if I when I used to buy investment pieces, I would always take a home inspection because a home inspection is a weasel clause. Like you can just all you have to do is say after review of the home inspection, I no longer want to purchase this house. And you don't have to give a reason. That's it. If Even- they say why? If they say, why, we'll we'll fix stuff, I've decided I don't want to buy. It's a weasel clause. What about if you've, um, if the house, and I know you've said this over and over, but I want the audience to know. What if you are buying the house as is, and they tell you that the seller is not going to fix anything? You still have the option to get that home inspection and not purchase the house. Right. I, I I tell every investor... To always minimum get a termite inspection and then if you're not sure that you're going to be able to get the loan or you know it's something out of the not out of the box a little different and you're a little worried about that get a home inspection because you always got an out right so but i don't we don't have enough detail to, to right to be person. specific yeah so what's the next one all right the next question when is title work to be ordered in the real estate purchasing process as soon as you write the contract, title should be ordered. Correct. So you want to make sure that that there's nothing on that title report. You know, no surprises. And you know and what else, Mark? When when you have a listing, and let's say you're a listing specialist, there's nothing wrong with ordering a short search on no. the home itself to make sure that nothing comes up and that it can be addressed. I mean, it's not that expensive. It's a couple hundred dollars, but you're saving the deal in the event that something would come up. 
especially we, if it's in a state or something like that and there's siblings yep. involved. Absolutely. Uh, I just had a closing last week where we had a, a mortgage for on the seller side, we had a mortgage come up for $20,000. Now, she was purchasing another home after we closed on this home. And now she was $20,000 short on her down payment. So if the due diligence were done, you know, ahead of time, look, you shouldn't be at the table finding that anyway. Um, But the point is that if it was done ahead of time, it would have been caught right then and there. We could have restructured the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, we made it work. But there's nothing wrong with doing a title search if you're a seller as well. That's right. I've had that happen in my career. And it was a mortgage that they had paid off like back in the 70s. Right. But it was still showing. And they were like, well, show us something that you got proof that you paid that off. And they were like, what? And it was like Mellon Bank. Yeah, you had to you had to get the chiseled tablet to show it, right? Yeah, it was like this bank had been sold like three <laughs> times. Like, you know, who's got that? Yeah. You know, and they ended up signing an affidavit saying that, you know, if that ever did show up, they'd be Releasing responsible. Them. Right. But that's right. how we got out of it. Question number five. Is it possible to rent a house and have the option to own it after the rental period is up? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is a... <laughs> this one we get this one a lot this is basically the old rent to buy right. advertisement and now or it's somebody that wants to sell them the house but they can't aff- buy it at this moment so they want to rent it for a while it's really sh- should be called a lease to own right lease option you do a purchase, lease yeah. you pay the lease and then when you're ready to buy you purchase the house and you work out does any of that money go toward the purchase? Oh, that's negotiable. But in the end, it's a lease purchase. Correct. All right. All right. They were great questions as usual. And coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. Buyer's mistakes in today's market. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So we'll be at the end. Mark, we are up to our topic of the day. And today you're going to talk about buyer mistakes in today's market. That's right. And more than just these hot temperatures are heating up, the housing market is sizzling as well. And as our market continues to improve, including quick sales, multiple offers all over the place, home prices, new home starts, number of home sales are up nationally. Even with all this good news, your buyers can be prone to making mis- some preventable mistakes. There was recently a report done of all too common errors made by buyers in a market like the one we see today. So I'll, here I'm going to go through some of these mistakes. So number one, acting out of desperation. It is extremely easy to get caught up in the lightning fast pace at which great homes come on and off your local market growing panicked and desperate and especially when you see the home that's just right for you 
you know, go from new to pending before you even had a chance to set up an appointment to sit. But notice desperation has no place in the home buying transaction. So if you're in a market for a home and your local market is so hot it's causing you to feel freaked out or panic or overwhelmed, remind yourself there there are probably going to be some other homes and in your neck of the woods that'll be coming on the market sooner or later and another one is on its way. There's going to be somebody that's going to be selling. There's no perfect home. Every home you say you make an offer on and don't get equips you with a better understanding of the market, putting you in a better position to get the home that you eventually will be yours. So ask your agent to know it like you do with your buyers, with your, with your people, with your mortgages. Ask your agent to notify you as soon as they hear of something coming in the market in the area you're looking for. And yeah, even even if you got a good agent that lead generates and calls their database, you might run into one before it even hits the MOS. Right. Number Mark, two, two. Two of my best friends, two separate couples went through this. I mean, I've been dealing with it all summer where they're in panic mode. Their house is sold or the landlord is selling their house and they absolutely had nowhere to go. And they were just done. All right, we're just going to buy the next house that comes on the market. And if it's not what we want, we're still going to get it. I'm like, no, you're absolutely well, not going to do that. No, don't panic. And then number two, hesitating. What's worse than seeing a great property come and go before you can get out to see them? Seeing them go in the contract after you viewed them, but before you can make your offer. Now here, this goes back to a weak agent taking somebody out that might not be pre-approved, might not have everything done, and now they want to put an offer in on a house, and now they call up Miss Gatsaris, and she's got to collect her tax returns, and all that's got to be done. Because if you're in competition, they're not picking your offer. So you can end up in a multiple offer situation and not be ready for it, and you end up losing out on that property entirely because if you were more some more decisive buyer swoops in and takes the place right out from under you. Big mistake. I tell all agents and all the new students, you never take anybody out to show them houses until they're completely pre-approved. Totally everything done. I tell them what I do with you. I hand a buyer over to you. I tell them pre-approve them as high as they can go. We can always shop down. And then you collect our tax returns, everything, W-2s. And then you call me and you tell me they're ready to go. And they want to spend this much a month. And according to the taxes, this is where we're gonna we want to be, and then we go looking. And not that's until the way then. to do it, Mark. That's last right. last Thursday, um, I'm driving to dinner. I'm taking a nap, and I hear the GPS, and I'm like, "Oh, where are you guys going? We're going to see a house." I said, "Well, I haven't pre-approved you yet." Yeah, we just want to see if we like this house. They had no credit and had barely enough income, and they were looking at a house that was three times over the amount. Yeah, so they, now they're going to want that house at the lower price, which is not going to happen. Not going to happen. Number three, ignoring the market entirely. And this is a big problem across all of our Philly metro market because where these people are not educated, unless they tune in to us every week, where are they getting their information? Like I just, I, I, I was in, I taught in a, a real estate class this week, right? I did my zero to $20 million coaching session. 
and I asked them, you guys are going to get a real estate license. How many of you did research on the real estate market before you put down $4.99 to take this course? And like almost none of them. I'm like, why wouldn't you research this? You know? That would anyway. take, and they have all this information at their fingertips. Fingertips. What's the latest real estate information? You're going to get it, and then you got to weed through it. So I'm not an advocate of making decisions about whether or when to buy or sell what's best happening in the market. Rather, I recommend making your real estate decisions based on what's happening. What's the forecast, your vision, what will be happening, you know, for your family, your career, your life. So, you know, don't ignore the, the market. Do some, get some research, you know. When it comes to executing your decision, you're ready to go. And, and you don't make mistakes. Number four, financial fogginess. Don't run numbers in your head. Don't ballpark, ballpark your income, big bills, uh, stick your finger when, decide what you can <laughs> afford. You know, ask Uncle Harry. Home buying is big league financial decisions. You know, you call somebody like Deanne, and now, now you know what you can afford, what you want to pay monthly, what kind of interest rate you're looking at, and she's going to figure out the best mortgage plan for you. Why, you know, go in there guessing? You don't want to be guessing at this. This is the biggest purchase in your life. You don't want to make mistakes. And the last one, number five, buyers, mistakes buyers make in a hot market, you know. They act out of desperation, which is real bad. Uh, that they hesitate, they ignore the market entirely, and then that financial fogginess. So you want to avoid all those things. If you have a really good real estate agent and you have a great mortgage person like Miss the Mortgage Mom, and that's how you start out before you even get into this thing, you'll be fine, and Absolutely. you will find the house eventually. And if you're really prepared and you got a good agent, there's things that you could do to win that, beat that other bid. You know, it's. I think it's going to take a, into wait, halfway or three quarters into 2022 before we really start seeing some uh, listings. Yep. So that we're going to be in this market for, for a while. That was a great segment, Mark. And coming up next is our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And as usual, he has a phenomenal topic. And today we're going to talk about a recent study that was done re-engaging into the workforce after COVID. Welcome, Dr. Dr. A. How are you? I'm doing great. How are the two of you? Very good. So tell us about this. I'm, I'm very well, there's curious. actually there's actually uh, just came out two studies that looked at how people are feeling about what's happening with reengagement and getting back into the workforce, especially with what's happening with this Delta variant of COVID. Uh, one was by LinkedIn and the other one by was by McKenzie and Company. And the LinkedIn one basically said that over a third of the people haven't even heard from their management regarding what their plans are regarding coming back to the workforce or not. And then McKenzie and Company found that over a third are concerned because they say what's happening is having a negative effect on their personal mental health, which is huge. You know, so we, we have wow. we, we have all these things going on right now, but before it, would, it was an economic thing. Now it's actually having more of a, you know, lasting impact. I mean, when, once you start talking about people's mental health. Wow, so, not a, that, a third of the workforce, that's a big group. 
Yeah, that's huge, but you have to look back at the sample, okay? Like, for example, the LinkedIn was only on 3,000 people, okay? You know, and we don't know how it was done, but the bottom line is we don't have to look at this as pure science because it probably wasn't, but it does give us an idea, you know, regarding that as far as what LinkedIn found is that businesses aren't communicating with their staff regarding what their intentions are or what their thoughts are. So what's happening is some people immediately go to what's, bad or what's going to be terrible so the glass is half empty okay and some people go to the glass is half full and then they talk to each other and then they get in conflicts with each other you know so so what happens is instead of communicating and helping what's happening in the workforce the two different sides go against each other and start creating additional myths or additional stories that may or may not be true so the bottom That's line let's just like, get to the bottom like, line you know, i mean what what should organizations do number one they need to have an open dialogue, even if you're not sure what you want to do as a manager or a leader. And most of our callers are going to be on smaller to medium-sized companies, so it's pretty easy to just get a hold of all your people and do use some type of technology, whether it be Zoom or WebEx or whatever you're using, to communicate with your people and talk to them. And you don't even have to have an idea what you want to do. At least point out to them that you're looking at this or examining it. And my personal suggestion is to say to ask them. You know, what are your thoughts? Don't ask them to vote on it. Okay, I hate taking votes. I like taking polls because with the vote, what happens is the assumption is if it's more than 50%, you're going to go with who, what the 50% is. Okay, polls are yeah. great because it's a way to gather information. So take a poll on your people or just ask them, you know, what are your concerns? What's going on for you? Uh, what are different options that you're looking at? Well, we're leadership, so we'll make the final decision, but we want to know what you have on your mind so we can make informed decisions that are going to negatively impact you the least. And, and 90% of business in the country is small business. So yeah, it's not absolutely. like thousands absolutely. and thousands of employees. So, right. you know, even if you're not sure, and now with this new variant thing, which is, which is really ticking me off. They keep talking about the variant and it's more contagious and there's a spike. But they never, ever get into any detail. How many people were really hospitalized and why? And how many people really died? Like in Pennsylvania. Mark, they're they're over-dramatizing it so they can sell media. But let's, let's close I down know. this one because what I want to do is I want to tell people next time how to deal with it, whether you're DIS or C, regarding how to effectively communicate with your staff. That's All right, perfect. do that real quick. Okay, so if you want to contact us, just contact us at abelson.net. And we'll be there for you. All right. Very good. And I've seen an event on Facebook that you got coming up, right? Yep. Yeah, we have a certification right. program. So if anybody wants to really understand how to use DISC and Motives, enroll in our certification. You will be amazed as to what you can do with this tool. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at deannekatsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. And we are looking for two or three sponsors that want to get involved with us. So if you own a business that you want to be on 1210, the number, talk, number one talk station in Philly, give us a call. And we'll be here every Saturday, 1 o'clock, and our sponsors get advertised during the week. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. 
You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHD. All, all positive, positive all, all the, the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.